0: <laughs> 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 Allah ta'ala help us. Allah ta'ala accept us for his deen. Amen. Uh, Allahu Akbar. We have to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we have to look into the Quran. And when we look into the Quran, we find Allahu Akbar. Like in Surah Al-Mu'min. And when Allah, whenever Allah ta'ala mentioned Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wa salam, what a nabi of Allah. The Nabi of Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an kareem most after our Nabi sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He's mentioned in the Qur'an al-Qur'an sharif 136 times. Hmm. Our Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the addressee of the Qur'an kareem no, no less than 2,762 times. More than that, Allah Ta'ala addresses his beloved sallallahu alayhi wa He is the addressee. But after him, the most amount of times is Hazrat Musa alaihi salatu Such a Nabi of Allah, قول من الرسل from the Anbiya, alayhi wa sallam, that were of the, of, of the highest ranking, Anbiya, alayhi wa Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, met him on the journey of Mi'raj. Nabi, sallallahu alayhi Wasallam met him in masjid al aqsa where our Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, led the prayer. When we study the life of Hazrat Musa, alayhi wa sallam, we find that he endeavored, one is to invite the Pharaoh and his people to Islam that we find in the Quran. The other effort of Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu was to liberate the Bani Israel and arsil ma'ana Bani Israel because they were facing so much of atrocities and sufferings to such an extent that before Musa alayhi salam was born, Fir'aun used to kill the infant children. And after Musa alayhi salam, Because Musa salam was inviting the Pharaoh to Allah and Allah's help was on the side of Musa alayhi salatu and the believers, Firaun, because of his rage, he passed another ordinance that the children should be killed and murdered again. So when we analyze the life of Hazrat Musa salam, we find that the present day Zionists have nothing to do with Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu Musa alayhi salam, is a man of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. A man who came to help people, liberate people. And those who falsely affiliate themselves unto him are actually following, exactly following, the practices of Fir'aun. Let's look into this chapter, chapter 40 of the quran Kareem, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the incident of al-mu'min from verses twenty eight onward and before that Musa Sahirun Amanu Yeah They're even going worse than that, even murdering the woman folk. And the, the non battalions and so forth. In verses 26, Fir'aun said, Leave me, let me kill Moses, Musa alayhi salam. Let him pray to his Lord. Because I fear that he will change your religion and he'll cause corruption in the land. Exactly what Fir'aun was doing, he is falsely, incorrectly spreading this basically as media, spreading this to his people that Musa alayhi salam is going to cause corruption. Hmm. The man who came to remove corruption, Hazrat Musa alayhi salam, is falsely accused here and as a claim of the Pharaoh, just to stop the people from following Hazrat Musa alayhi salam, the Pharaoh said, Musa alayhi salam is going to cause corruption in the lands. So he gets the children killed. This is what Zionists do, following the Pharaoh. Hmm. And this is what they do, by changing the actual narrative of what is going on. What Firaun was doing, causing corruption, he is falsely claiming, and he is falsely accusing Hazrat Musa والسلام, of doing. And then also, just to stop the people from accepting Hazrat Musa, والسلام, what he said was, Musa wants to get rid of you in these lands. He wants he wants to get you kicked out. And that's what they're doing. That's what uh, the, the false propaganda, as Fir'aun did, that's exactly what the Zionists are doing, that the oppressed people, the people who are the people of the land, the people of Palestine, the people of Al-Aqsa, the people, subhanAllah, who lived there, the people who lived there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gave the land to the ummah and this was documented in their books as the keys was handed over to Hazrat Umar radiyallahu anhu and always since then there were muslims but yes it came out of the hands of muslims in the, in uh, 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 during the, the latter 5th century and that was the time where Allah taala brought about, and Allah Ta'ala gave tawfiq to the Zingis, Imaduddin Zingi and Nuruddin Zingi, rahimahumullah. And Allah unified the Zingi family with the Ayyubid family. And there's an amazing book by uh, Abu Shama, rahimahullah. He calls it Rawdatain, hmm. concerning the two illustrious uh, gardens he describes these two families who Allah Ta'ala took work from, from, Allah Ta'ala used them to bring the ummah back onto deen and to revive the spirit of defending Islam and describing, right. this book is comprises of five volumes, describing these two phenomenal families. And it's so amazing how they didn't know each other. But because of goodness at heart, Allah Ta'ala made them meet. And let's go through this historical event quickly. Imaduddin was fighting one battle. And some Muslims were unjust to him, so he was escaping from their tyranny because this, because of this internal strife that started. So as he was escaping this tyranny, and he was a man of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Najmuddin Ayub, Najmuddin was the governor of Takrit, was a, a town that had a fortress that he ruled and he saw these good people escaping injustice so he sent his boats to the other side of the shore to rescue and take najmuddin to shelter and protection and he got naj uh, 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 that imaduddin sorry najmuddin wanted to rescue and save and give resort to imaduddin and al-Din took the hospitality of najmuddin Imaduddin was a warrior for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when he was accommodated so lovingly and kindly in takrit and he was given treatment for 15 days because he was badly wounded and then he took leave and returned to his lands in halab where he governed and where he was striving to protect palestine and masjid aqsa because it had just been taken prior some years prior by the crusaders unjustly, where they had ransacked the the, the beautiful city and massacred every one, man, woman, and child. Mm. And then, subhanAllah, as we see in history, those that don't have the love of Allah at heart, they will never show mercy when they have authority. Mm. But we find whenever, whenever Muslims, Allah gave Muslims rule, they always showed mercy and kindness, as the friends of Allah say so beautifully. Fi He says when we Muslims ruled, Justice, loyalty, integrity, equality was our motto and our way of life, our practical way of life. But when you ruled, there was blood baths everywhere, Mm. the Crusaders and the Zionists. And then he says that we would show kindness and compassion and fairness and good treatment to captives even, not harming women, not harming children, showing kindness to them, equality to them, giving them human rights. But when you had captives, you always murdered captives brutally. This would be the difference between us. Sufficient to say that this is the difference between us. Why? Because a vessel would sprinkle what is contained in it. When Allah The love of Allah, when Rahman's love is in the heart, mercy will emanate from the hands. But when Shaitaniyat and Tirauniyat is in the heart, then brutality, and this is the temperament of Ya'juj and Ma'juj, and let's keep this in mind, very importantly. Ya'juj and ma'juj is a reality that will come before judgment day. That is in the Quran Sharif that can that's enshrined there that can never be refuted. And that in the hadith of Rasulullah so. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No one should just bring objectives objections to say, no, how can it be? Where can there be? Where on the earth can there be a place where someone could be behind the wall or whatever? Sometimes we can't fully understand something. But when Qur'an says it, we totally believe it because Qur'an is priority even over our logic. And subhanallah, Islam makes so much of sense. But remember, remember Allah's order and Allah's command and the Qur'an is, is priority, given priority even over man's intellect. So sometimes even we don't understand something logically. For example, we make wudu even though we broke a wind. The wind emanated from the posterior, but we're washing our face in wudu. It's not just logical, it's more spiritual and then logical. And w- w- what I mean by spiritual is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah mubarakah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Imaduddin, as I was mentioning Ya'juj and Ma'ajuj, but yes, there are forerunners to the forces of Ya'juj and Ma'juj. Yes, Ya'ajuj and Ma'ajuj is a reality that will happen when Allah Ta'ala wants it to happen and so many signs of Qiyamah are happening. And then the Mahdi, radiallahu and then the, 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 the Dajjal, and then Hazrat Isa, alayhi salam, and then Ya'ajuj and Ma'ajuj, that is the preferred view concerning the sequence of those events. And then finally comes Dukhan, and then comes Dabbatul Ard, and then comes just after that, but to the earth would be where the sun would rise from the west and not the east as it normally does because then nobody can bring iman at that time. لَمْ تَكُنْ آمَنَتْ مِنْ قَبْلُهُ لَا يَنفَعُ نَفْسٌ إِمَانُهَا لَمْ تَكُنْ Amanat مِنْ قَبْلُ Then a person cannot bring iman if one did not bring iman prior to that. So this world is to bring iman and protect our iman. When it comes to this fitna of Ya'juj and Ma'juj now, one is the reality of Ya'juj and Ma'juj. But the other is the forerunners, this temperament of Ya'juj, like our Hazrat Mufti al Haqsab, Hafiz Abdullah, mentioned so beautifully, that look in to the wording of Ya'juj and Ma'juj also. And he's a linguist. Pa Excellence, Allah preserve him that Adjetinnah comes from the word of the rekindling of fire, mm. and this is people who will want to brutally murder people with fire and bombs and just not considering civilians, man, women, and children and non battalions this temperament is the yajuji temperament, and then majuji also just destroying people like the waves of the ocean, not considering anybody like what they do in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. And so many events in history portray that this is the temperament of those who don't have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their lives and in their hearts. Back to this discussion. When we digress slightly, we were discussing Ahmaduddin, Rahimahullah, then Allah taala through that incident united between these two families. Because a few months later, the Ayyubid senior, Najmuddin, din was banished from his own citadel that he was ruling. There was some misunderstanding where his brother was showing justice for a woman's woman whose right was, was being usurped. And he defended this woman against a garrison. But that garrison had some links. And then Najmuddin got kicked out anyway. That Politics, but remember as Muslims, remember everything happens with wisdom. And it's from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the brothers spoke that, okay, we have to depart. Otherwise, they're going to be attacking us this morning. And as they departing from the city with their people, this is a city that Najmuddin was the governor of, over for so long. And it so happened that his wife falls into labor at that moment. And now the labor pangs intensify and the child is not coming. This brought a lot of worry and concern and grief to Najmuddin. But alhamdulillah, he was worried about that they're going to attack us at any time as soon as dawn comes in. But now his wife is in labor, so the departure was delayed. And alhamdulillah, finally the child was born. The mother saw an inspiration, a dream to name him Yusuf. And ya Allah, What a Yusuf he became. Najmuddin didn't look at him much. And later when his brother asked him, like why? He said, I didn't think he'd look because he was born in such difficult circumstances. But his brother, Najmuddin's brother, Asaduddin Shirgo, told him that no, this child of yours is special. He is spectacular. Anyway, they traveled to the lands of Imaduddin. Imaduddin, rahimahullah, welcomed them, took care of them, gave them high posts, and took them as his helpers to protect Islam and the lands of Islam. And together, these two families worked. And ya Allah, what an amazing history happens and unfolds and unravels day after, alhamdulillah. Mawlana Zahid will make some programs on this discussion available to you, insha'Allah, because we had had some discussions on this, alhamdulillah. But very importantly, how after Imaduddin, and remember, Imaduddin was not long thereafter after assassinated. And can you imagine who assassinated him? Hmm. It was a Batini who pretended to be a man of sunnah and then became and worked his way into the service of Imaduddin. Imaduddin was in a battle. And this batani means a Shi'i, But they do things secretly, through their secret services. That's why the title batani, all treacherous, you know, uh, hidden agendas and so forth. So anyway, he made his way into Imaduddin's uh, close uh, service, and he had access into his own personal tent as Din was in Allah's way to defend Islam and the Muslims from those who usurped the lands of Muslims and in his sleep the one day after he had just conquered Edessa it was a province of Muslims but usurped by the Crusaders and he liberated it Just thereafter, after he was on his way and one night, he was assassinated by this Shiai. And then, Allahu Akbar, Allah Ta'ala brought about Nuruddin, his son, who was even greater than Imaduddin, Ya Allah, as we see his history. And Nuruddin tried to bring the Ummah together. And he tried to liberate Egypt from the hands of the Shia at the time. And that is also another amazing, phenomenal history, Alhamdulillah. But thereafter, Nuruddin worked on bringing the Ummah upon Fajr and Tahajjud. Let us all make this intention. We find even in the time of Nuruddin, there were drums beaten in the lands of Islam that Muslims should wake up for Tahajjud and start their day with early prayer. Sleep early with du'as, wake up early with tilawat of the Quran. Let's connect to the Quran. Let's love the Quran. Let's let SubhanAllah aspire to learn the Quran. Let's learn, let's listen to Quran, let's memorize Quran. Subhanallah Rasulullah said, and this is an amazing hadith quoted by in, in all the books of hadith, but you can get, find these hadith beautifully uh, in a beautiful from uh, accumulation of Hazrat Maulana Anwar Shah Kashmidi rahmatullahi, in his book called Al-Tasrih bima At There's amazing reports there but some of these reports, I'll just give you one or two, where the hadith mentions, describes Dajjal and so forth. Allah Ta'ala save us from the fitan of Dajjal. Mm-hmm. But then the report says, وَتَكُونُ آيَةُ خُرُوجِهِ تَرْكَهُمْ الْأَمْرَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ Abdullah bin Abbas report that the sign of the emergence of Dajjal is when the Ummah becomes so selfish that advocating good advocating good and that's advocating good to Muslims and inviting non-Muslims also to Islam and stopping evil comes out of the life of Muslims stopping people from sins from wrongs from incorrect ideologies stopping people from shirk and kufr also and Giving no respect to human life, just shedding of blood becomes common. That becomes a time where this unleashes this fitna. And then the the report continues. The uh, uh, riba will become common, and everything will be about structures and buildings and alcohol and all. And the, the, the dressing would be the methods of the followers of the pharaoh. And people will just break their pledges and break ties and and then the hadith this report actually mentions that men would start copulating with men, gay practices and women with women lesbianism and before that the hadith then mentioned before that is men would start looking like women, and women would start looking like men, what the Shahabba bin Ni Rijal rijal rijal, Then men would suffice themselves with men na'udhu billah and women with women. Then Dajjal would be unleashed. Allah Ta'ala save us. Allah Ta'ala help us. There's so many ahadith that mention Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that when Dajjal comes also, he'll have the force of the shayateen under him. And these shayateen will ask him that, Master, you tell us what to do. And he would send, this is in Kanzul Umal, and the original report is in Ibn Majah. And the detailed report is in Kanzul Umal. And uh, the the shayateen would uh, would, would traverse and spread out and meet every believer, male and female, and convince them that Dajjal is the Lord. This report says that even these shayateen would do so much to actually take the form of their parents. The hadith in Ibn Majah states that the Dajjal would be approached by a man and this man would, would, would be a believer. And Dajjal would say, what would convince you that I am your Lord? Because at first the Dajjal would claim to be the Masih, the Messiah. That's why Hazrat Isa alayhi was the true Messiah. But he was a spiritual leader that the Jews didn't want. They wanted someone to control the economy and rule the world with. So they were happy with Hazrat Isa That's why Bajjal would come down at first claiming to be the Masih, the Messiah. And that's why he would give life to dead and death and so forth. Like Hazrat Isa miracles, there's reports that on four occasions he gave life to certain people from their graves and so forth. This was part of the miracles of Hazrat Isa salam. So there's a report in Sahih Muslim where... The jail would con- try to convince a believer that believe in me and I will show you that I am the giver of life. This believer will say, I believe in Allah. I denounce you. I refute you. And the hadith is quite lengthy in Sahih Muslim, how this believer finally reaches the jail because this believer has such iman. Then the would try and convince everyone. So in front of everyone, he would split this believer in two, from the head to between his feet. And he's separated. And Dajjal would walk in between his two pieces, uh, body parts. And then he would, according to this fitna, this test, he would give him life. And then he would say, what would you say now? Would you accept me as your Lord? And Dajjal is trying to entertain the crowd. Mm-hmm. And subhanAllah, this believer would say, مَزْدَتُ Now my conviction in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the words of Janabi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is only enhanced because my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned us about you. Respected Ummah to get protected from these fitan, we have to believe in Qur'an and sunnah. Without the belief in the sunnah and in doubting the sunnah, there's no right we have in doubting the sunnah of Rasulullah Wasallam. Allah made it. Sahaba preserved the Qur'an Sharif. It was Sahaba who preserved the hadith Sharif. Remember, mm-hmm. we can never doubt. Nabi Wasallam said the hadith is sahih. In the initial hadith of Sunan ibn Majah, hadith is sound. The said, a time will come where people will reject my hadith and they would be visited in their homes and he would sit on his huge, huge chair, Arikatihi. And even this is a prophecy. When Arika means a big chair, and this was not used commonly by the Arab, he would sit on his big chair. Allah knows the exact, exact meaning of this, but so many ahadith of Rasulullah ﷺ, Nabi ﷺ even described huge saddle that people would sit on. So not like the saddle Sahaba were using. It's as though the beloved of Allah Sallam is describing the car. And in this hadith, it's as though he's describing a big chair, like how we have lazy boys and so forth. It's as though there's an inference to it. Wallahu alam. He would be sitting on his comfortable chair, and they would come to him and invite him to my sunnah and my way. And he would say, I do not accept that. Meaning hadith, read Quran to me. Allahu Akbar. The beloved of Allah, subhanahu wa taala said, My words are also from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Coming back to this hadith, the sound hadith in Sahih Muslim, this mu'min would say, my Nabi told us of you in the hadith, and I am convinced that you are Dajjal. So make sure our iman is strong. That's why we have to build iman. We have to strive for iman. Make the talim in the homes. Then Dajjal will try and kill this man. But Allah will then place copper on his neck and he would not be able to kill him and the believer would give Dawah in that state to tell the others that don't worry he can't kill me then Dajjal would fling him into a fire and as he's flung into this fire Nabi Wasallam said that fire is actually a Jannah so Allah knows this is a trick how Dajjal would make that fire with the Shayateen with the Jinn with all his filth that's why Nabi Wasallam said and Hazrat, in al Hadith وَالْقُوَّةُ عَلَيْهِ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِالْقُرْآنِ our strength, our force, our Subhanallah, our weapon that will help us against Dajjal and the fitan of Dajjal is the Qur'an Sharif, is the Qur'an Kareem, and the Sunnah Mubarakah of Rasulullah, yes. Oh Ummah, let's love each other, let's be kind to each other, let's make ikram of each other, let's work on each other, let's work on Iman, let's make the ta'lim in our homes, let's not have hatred, let's... Let's, let's, let's create a beautiful environment. Let's remind each other. Let's teach each other. Let's guide each other as Muslims. And let's guide the non-Muslims as, as well. They don't know. They don't know. Invite them. Tell them who is Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't feel shy. Tell them who is our Nabi, sallallahu alayhi wa Tell them about the coming times. Tell the Christian about Isa, alayhi salatu in the Qur'an, because we believe it is Hazrat Isa, alayhi s وَإِنَّهُ لَعِلْمٌ لِسَّاعَةِ وَإِنَّهُ لَعِلْمٌ لِسَّاعَةِ فَلَتَمْتَرُنَّ بِهَا Verily, really, Hazrat Isa is the, is a sign of Qiyama. There's an amazing hadith. Nabi, this is in Sunan ibn Bajr. It is sound. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was on mi'araj. He met the Anbiya alayhi wa sallam and a discussion ensued about what will happen before judgment. Mata wajbatuha. Then the Anbiya alayhi wa said, let's ask Hazrat Isa alayhi salam." And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was present. And when they approached Hazrat Isa alayhi salam, he expressed that, I don't know the exact time, but I have been designated to be sent prior to that, and I will kill the false messiah, Dajjal. So how beautiful. Explain this. Read the story of Hz. Isa in the Quran, Sharif. read the Arabic. Read a good translation and increase in our knowledge and share the knowledge of Quran and Sunnah with others. You can't share with many, share with one. You can't share with two, share share with one. You can't share with 10, share with five. Talk to to different people every day. We talk about everything. We talk about everything else. Let's invite directly. Let's invite to Islam politely. Give the message. Otherwise, on Judgment Day, we would be asked... Allahu Akbar. And what face would we show our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when there's no Nabi to come and we didn't tell the non-Muslims about our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Just the other day I'm returning on a journey and I started distributing some pamphlets and a man approached me after giving him a pamphlet and he happened to be a local Zulu and Alhamdulillah, we invite all the people, no matter what nationality, race, color, we invite them and most of them want to hear and take the literature and want to know and this man opened the booklet and said, you know, I've just been through this. He went to his car and he started reading. I accept Adam, Adam, Adam a.s., Noah, Noah a.s., Abraham, Ibrahim salam, Yaqub, uh, Isa salam, Musa salam. I accept all of this. But who is this? He says, no, I can't accept this. And then I had to explain to him. And alhamdulillah, he was prepared to accept. Imagine how it should hurt us that they know every Nabi of Allah, but they don't know our Muhammad who is the greatest of Allah's creation, mm-hmm. who Allah wants on Judgment Day the whole of mankind in Bukhari Shadif, to come to Him to ask for the initiation of the ceremony of Tiyama, where Allah, where there'll be Jamal of Allah. When today there's so many people around us that don't know our beautiful Muhammad, is akhlaq, his amazing life, his, the salvation he came with and the Quran Sharif he came with and people still don't know it is an indictment upon us that we have fallen short. And listen to the Q&A of Mufti Sahib. There's so many reverts doing the work and you and I are sitting on our laurels not prepared to do anything. Allah forgive us.